0: What's up guys and gals and welcome to Wolfie's Gaming Den, a video game podcast where I, your host, Alex Wolf, with me at the end, it my thoughts on the video game industry, going over timely topics, current events, and more. If you have any particular things you'd like to hear me howl on about, you can always send me a message via Twitter at AlexDWolf or on Tumblr at Wolfie93 and join in on the conversation. But before I get started, I'm just going to go over what I've been playing. You know, it's been a week since we had the last episode. E3 is today. We have Microsoft's press conference starting at three o'clock today in the eastern time zone i think 12 no one paci- 1 p.m pacific and then four o'clock eastern yeah that's it i time zones always throw me off um so we've got that coming and then we've got bethesda right after that at th- i think they're at 8 30 eastern and then 5 30 pacific and then we got ubisoft tomorrow and then nintendo the next day so you know e3 is a great magical time i'm excited to see what's going to be new I am saddened that PlayStation won't be there, but I get it. When you you feel like you don't have much to show yet, you got more stuff coming down the pipeline and in a later t- time you want to talk about it. No reason to spend the money and just kind of show up just to do nothing. So, totally get it. Um, I just got done, actually. I platinum Trover: Saves the Universe on PlayStation VR uh, just a few days ago. game was fun. Um, nothing special. Gameplay wasn't anything... Super intuitive or crazy or anything like that, but it worked. It was fluid, no issues there. Um, the humor, I mean, it's so it's developed by Squanch Games, who is headed up by Justin Roiland, uh, the creator of Rick and Morty. So you definitely get that kind of humor there. And I mean, the only two real voices you hear are his either his his voice for Morty or his voice for Rick. There's not much variation there, which is totally fine. Uh, one you know playing the game and kind of getting into that, but there were moments. It doesn't carry that same wit, and charm that Rick and Morty does. And I think it just comes from, you know, when you're... Roy Lynn also works with Dan Harmon on the show. So there's a little more creativity there, and they have to be more creative with the jokes on the show because, you know, they have the restrictions of television, this, that, and the other. Whereas in a video game that he runs and he owns, he can do whatever the hell he wants. There's no real restrictions there. So he kind of... When the jokes are funny, he just kind of keeps going. And at that point, it's just like, okay, okay Mm mm-hmm dick joke fart joke i get it that's fine so it loses its it loses its appeal pretty quick with a lot of the monologuing there uh where so it starts off good and it just drags on and then you finally you move on to another piece where it starts off good and it drags on um so the plot of the story is i mean you've got you're a chairopian so you're a person confined to a chair like permanently that's all they do uh and you are controlling a little purple purple monster purple man whatever uh called trover uh you were on a mission to go rescue your dogs who are now the source of power for this massive intergalactic being uh and you're out there to kind of stop them from the universe uh so yeah pretty basic you know if it's i consider it more of a palate cleanser for video games so i was in a rut where i like i had just finished um hmm, i can't remember the last game I beat through i started days gone but never got around to finishing it but anyway it's a nice palette cleanser so i was like okay yeah i can give you a game i can play So it was easy to jump into and just kind of go with uh it's about a six hour campaign eight hour platinum trophy so i don't recommend it to anyone with a vr though just because not a lot of solid platformers on the vr other than astrobot um so and i think was it falcon there's a game with a falcon i can't think of the name of it right off the top of my head but that one's pretty good as well uh from what i hear so if you're looking for something that's just a reason to dust off the old vr trover would be the one and then i'll probably get my hands on blood and truth here sometime soon and kind of give that a shot and see what that's like um my girlfriend recently platinumed beat saber so yeah she is her first platinum she's gotten on her own she was super excited she's been working on it for months definitely it's on my trophy list and it's the rarest platinum i have so she makes it a point to rub that in so let me know like hey i got the shiniest broke. I got the shiniest platinum trophy on your shelf, so make sure you let people know that's mine. And I'm like, okay. So this is me plugging her, letting her, you know everyone know she did it, not me. It's great. I'm excited all, all the same because that is a huge accomplishment because I, no way in hell would I have gone for that platinum trophy. <laughs> and there's no way. Too much effort and work going into that and pain in my arms. Nope. Well, I love the game, not worth it, in my opinion at least. Um, but one last thing before I get started into the meat and potatoes of the show – uh, I just want to let you guys know about Anchor FM. If you're looking for a way to start a podcast, already or you're already in the planning stages and need hosting, or you're just trying to get your voice heard on as many as platforms as possible, then try Anchor.FM. Anchor.FM makes it easy for your podcast to get started. It has everything you need, ranging from logos, background music, recording software, all from the convenience from your phone or using the Anchor FM app, or going to www.anchor.fm on a computer. The only thing they don't supply you with is a microphone, but you can use just about anything, including an inline mic and your, and your you know MP3 headphones or anything like that. Um, with easy-to-use creation tools, creation tools, creation tools, you'll have everything at your fingertips to create a professional sounding podcast. Best of all, they'll distribute the show for you. So this is a huge thing I struggled with was trying to get the show on many platforms. anger take cares of all of that, getting your platform on things like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. If you're looking to make money for your show, they'll help you find sponsors too. They'll listen to the show and find sponsors that match up with your topic and feed you out there and then eventually you have some links. All you got to do is record the message uh, for the ad, put it in the show, and then boom, there you go. Every click you get, you get get a small percentage of funds in there. And they link to your bank account so you can go ahead and cash out the funds right then and there. Did I mention all of this is free as well? You don't have to pay a dime for any of this. This is all your content, and it's all you. So I recommend going to FM, and downloading the app to your phone. And if you've got a show in mind you want to get your voice heard out there, go ahead and do it. Now, with all that out of the way, it's time for me to the out of the moon. And this week, moon listeners, is a big one, Google Stadia. So earlier this week, I believe it was Thursday night, Google aired their first Stadia Connect. Uh, which was, you know, a very direct Nintendo Direct, PlayStation uh, PlayStation State of Play esque video, going over all the details of Stadia, um, while omitting some others, which was weird, but I'll get into that later. Coming out, so Google's Phil Harris, I believe is his name, came out onto a came out in the video, and introduced everyone to Stadia, what it was once more, which is a a cloud gaming platform. So streaming only, no set top box or anything like that, just the controller. And a Chrome browser is all you need in the screen. Um, so it'll launch this November. No firm no firm release date, which was weird to me, but I guess I get it just to kind of generate the mystique behind everything. I would have personally given a release date at that point. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I can see why some people will be like, well, why not? It kind of creates that also that mystique of, is it going to get delayed? Is there a chance of that? And So you you avoid putting that firm date there in case things like that happen, but who knows? Um, it'll launch with what's called the Founder's Edition. It'll cost $129.99 and include a Chromecast Ultra streaming device, and a limited edition uh, night blue Google Stadia controller, and three months of Stadia Pro. So what's Stadia Pro, you ask? I'll get to that. So Google Stadia will use two different um, subscription services. One is Stadia Base, which is completely free, and it'll allow you to use um, play games streaming quality. It will go as high as 1080p and 60 frames per second. Totally free. Next is Stadia Pro. Stadia Pro is the equivalent to what they use for, uh, what the equivalent to Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus, where it's $10 a month. It'll allow you to play your games in 4K, in 4K resolutions with HDR running 60 frames per second and a 5.1 studio surround sound. Um, It'll also earn you discounts, exclusive offers, and free games. Uh, Speaking of free games, they've partnered with Bungie. So Destiny 2, uh, will actually be free for a limited time for Google Stadia Pro players, uh, and this will include all of the year one content throughout the, the annual pass and the seasonal passes, or however they did that, including the new um, Shadow Keep DLC coming as well. So huge selling point. as a massive deal to acquire for Stadia, so the fact that they can do that and it's a way to draw in players right off the get-go is awesome. Um, and it's also, it'll be a huge test for them with it being an online uh, MMO, if they can handle all all of those people at once with a game of that high quality, uh, graphically um, and how intuitive the gameplay is and all the creation tools and things of that nature that'll be great it's also coming with cross-platform play so Xbox, Playstation and PC players will all be able to play at the same time and you'll be able to bring over your Destiny 2 Guardian as well, with your save file Um, at first Sony was not, or PlayStation wasn't confirmed. It is now, so you can bring your PlayStation Guardians or Xbox Guardians or your PC Guardians over to Google Stadia and keep playing uh, with cross-save. So it'll only be available in 14 countries, uh, with more soon to follow a lot of them European. Um, The Americas will have it as well. Um, Let's see. And then, so what I found was a little weird, but after thinking about it, it made sense. In November, the only thing available will be the Founder's Edition, which means Stadia Pro will be the only way you can use Google Stadia in November. Stadia Base, the free service, won't be available until 2020 with no window, just 2020, or early 2020, I should say, so that could be anywhere from January to March. Thinking about that, I thought it was weird that the free service wasn't available first. (laughs) Excuse me. But thinking about it further, it makes sense. So if you can get that mass sum of money from people that are going to pre-order the Founder's Edition and the people that will already enrolled into Stadia Pro, that's people that you're more than likely probably going to roll over into Stadia Pro after those first three months are over and start generating that revenue and that profit, which will allow you to do more by the time Stadia Base rolls out and will give you a way to advertise Stadia Pro and show, hey, Stadia Pro players get this, 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 and this, and they have this, this, and this coming along the way. You can't do that if you're not making money in the beginning. So smart idea by Google. Not surprising to have this done this way, so hopefully they'll have more Stadia Pro players than they will stadia base players. Um, You'll also, with a Stadia Pro, you'll receive, again, like Xbox and PlayStation, discounts on games, free games uh, at a regular status. I'm assuming probably once a month or so. and as well as exclusive offers. From what I understand, no matter what, as long as you have a Stadia account, base or pro, you can play online with your friends. There's no mention of having to have Stadia Pro to play online, so that's a huge selling point. I think they probably should have capitalized on more because that is something people have missed since the PS3. Having to pay online while people still pay to play online, it's something, you know, if they can shave that cost off and they don't have to worry about it, it, would be a huge thing. Um, how you purchasing how you purchase games, you know, still is saying'll you'll, you'll purchase the digital rights, which I figured would be the case. and you can you can know, stream the game whenever you want, however you want. Uh, well, I, sh- I shouldn't say however you want. So it's going to start off with a limited amount of resources you can actually stream uh, stadia to. So it'll work using any Chromecast device there, any computer using a Chrome browser. But right now, it is limited to only the Google Pixel 3 phones. That includes the Google Pixel 3 and the Google Pixel 3a. Um, so, with more on the way, and I get it, you know, start off small, so here you go. You don't want to go in and say, oh, we want this app on iPhones, just that and the other, and Samsung phones. If you're not going to go enough people to warrant it, you don't need to worry about it, especially if you end up probably having more people using it on their Chromecast devices or their Chrome browsers than they would on their phones. Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely interested to see how you'll see AAA titles play on a smartphone, uh, you know, which is a smaller screen, probably runs a little harder, you know, and if you don't have the controller, are you going to have to use the controller? Can you use it without the controller and use the touch screen? We'll see how that goes. Um, so that'll be there. Um, let's see here. And then they also announced a lot of publishers that'll work well with them uh, so some bigger names out there uh 2k bandai namco bethesda uh square unix bungie warner brothers deep silver and ubisoft ubisoft especially uh there was a huge ubisoft presence um during the stadia connect which is not surprising considering that assassin's creed odyssey was the game they used to beta test it with the project stream um that they did last year with the google uh with google chrome and for those that don't know what that was, um, if you signed up for Project Stream, you were allowed to use, you got a free copy of Assassin's Creed Odyssey for your PC, and you would stream it through a Chrome browser. And it was a way of testing feedback, seeing how that worked, if it would work, and it seemed to have gone off without a hitch. Because here we are, with Stadia. <laughs> um, so that's there. Um, it's I'm extremely curious to see how this all works. Because I mean, a lot of people probably the biggest elephant in the room right now for people is because recently, just a few months ago, there was a lot of Google products being just shut down and just kind of closed off with no, with no warning really. And I get it because if we look at the things that were closed, so like Google Plus or anything like that, those aren't the top Google products out there used. So the think about the Google products you use: you use a Google search engine, you use YouTube, um, you'll use Gmail. And you use Chrome. All of those have gone off without a hitch. They work extremely well. And then you have these other smaller projects. No one's using them. When they are using them, it's very sparingly, and you have hiccups with them. So in Google's eyes, I can see, you know, hey, here's this thing we have, we're dumping money into it, why? So let's just shut it down. So they shut it down, and now they have this massive cloud gaming platform something revolutionary in the industry and as far as we know they're getting the attention that they want from it They're getting a, the spotlights on Google they can do whatever they need to and from what we've seen so far it works. So if you can double down in that you've got your list of publishers you've got games coming you have a first party studio coming you know all you need to do is make sure when it gets to the public's hands it works. I can't see why they would pull out of this one. It is a huge investment. If anyone has the money for this to make it work, fund it, and fix what problems come up as soon as they happen, it's Google. They have the technology and they have the right people for it. Um, So I I don't think anyone has anything to really worry about unless you're on the other end of the spectrum like Sony and Microsoft. Uh, You know, this is a huge threat to them. If both of them have dabbled in cloud gaming with PlayStation now and now product Xcloud, if they can't capitalize on it and make it work right away, you know, it's a huge threat to them. With Google saying, "Like, hey, this is how all of our games gonna are gonna play. This is how this works. It runs off of cloud gaming," and you know, it's a very real it's a very real future seeing Google make this work without a hitch. So, the only thing that would keep, I imagine, honestly, keeping both Sony and and Microsoft going with their gaming divisions is the exclusives. Otherwise, everyone can just buy a you know purchase a Stadia membership and go from there, because all of these games are. It looks like a lot of third-party titles will be available. The more attention they garner, you'll see more partnerships develop and more third-party titles hit. It's cheaper just because all you need is a controller and you're paying 10 bucks a month for a streaming and you can purchase the games individually. So you already knock off, what, a minimum of $300, $400 just by having by not having to go buy a box? It's a no-brainer. You don't have to pay to play online. You can just buy your games individually and pay online with your friends. Also a no-brainer. So if they can make this work, which I can't see them not doing, both Sony and Microsoft are in huge trouble. Um, I did find this, this CD Connect as a whole, though, weird just because of the timing for it. For them to do it days before E3 doesn't make sense to me. You'd think, you know, when they first talked about Stadia and first announced it, they said, we'll hear more in June. It's like, oh, great, you know, E3, they'll be there. Now, while they never outright said they'll be at E3, it would make sense to be. It's the Electronic Entertainment Expo. It is a show for investors. Originally, you start off, started it off that way to show what your product is and why people should invest and do it. So to do it before, you know, on a, on a Thursday, <laughs> you know, you'd think you would think, well, you know, we have this massive event going on. Let's just get some space or at least put it out during the week of. You know, along with Nintendo's uh, Nintendo Direct in a th- the same fashion. So you don't have to be at E3, but during but do it during E3 week. So unless you're trying to say, hey, we're kicking off E3 week early, it it makes no sense to me. You know, you're, if you're trying to sit there and say you're going to win the competition, or you're going to want to win this fan base. Do it when everyone's already watching the industry like a hawk. You know, I mean, yeah, people are watching before E3 for leaks, the set, and the other press conference times, and everything. But if you can get these people where they're already ready to chunk out bulks of time to watch these pressers why not do yours then you know again it it is what it is if anyone can make it work it's google but i feel like it would have been a better practice to do it this week instead of this past one um for me uh you know i'm highly my personal thoughts on it i'm extremely excited for stadia i again like i said it's going to be a revolutionary thing if it works which again don't see it not doing um it's to invest into it to try it isn't as expensive as it is investing in trying other platforms you know if i can use a i can use any controller i have i don't have to use a stadia controller to try it out so if all i've got to do is you know purchase a ten dollar a month you know uh, subscription play a game or two you know i can just try it out with destiny 2 before i purchase any 60 game on there that's all I have to do. You know, it seems like a no brainer. Like, oh, yeah, I'll get a shot. Just try it. And if it works, you know, you've hooked people at that point. And I mean, just what we've seen so far, if I don't think they outright said during the Stadia Connect that what they were showing was all being done on Stadia, I would assume it would be. But, you know, you still take it with a grain of salt. If so, it was, then why not try it? You only need 10 megs of internet speed to make it work uh i think right now i'm rocking i have a deal with spectrum for like 200 megs and especially out on the west coast where the internet speeds are huge and gig inter- dig internet is a, a standard i can't imagine any i can't imagine a lot of people not being able to play these games you only need 10 megs just to get it to it the 720p so anything higher i think i did this test it said i was it pulled the smaller amount, but it said I could still run 1080p. And, you know, I have more issues with Netflix being able to run 1080p on, like, what, 15 to 20 megs and keep it consistent. If Google can do this, they not only have won the gaming industry, but they've won a huge fight with Internet as a, as a concept. Because, I mean, if they can, let's push out all of this data. Let's put out these massive games with tons of data, uh, tons of online connectivity uh, features, and just make it work on a slower speed with no real hiccups, that's a different conversation in all itself. And I think people will be, I think in the beginning a lot of people will ignore that, but as people talk about it, they will realize, hey, whoa, hold on. This is a lot of stuff coming through this channel. Uh, And I think it will hopefully motivate a lot of people who have fiddled with cloud gaming or just cloud services in general to start doing more with it. Um, So we'll see how that goes. Hmm. But other than that, guys, I mean, like I said, that's my big thing for the week was Google Stadia. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys E3. I can't wait to see all the news coming out of it. Uh, other than that, like I said, you can find me on Twitter at AlexDWolf or at Tumblr at Wolf93. Please like the show with whatever you're uh, listening on. Subscribe. Uh, feel free to send me any suggestions that I can do to make things work or things you'd like to hear better or what I'm doing right. You know, it's always nice to hear some things are validated, too. But other than that, guys, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.